0: did you hear it say that
1: yeah Yeah. it popped up it yelled at me wow (laughs) like
2: hey it's happening
0: (laughs) that's new that must be a zoom update
2: (laughs) probably so but you know that everybody's aware
0: yeah
1: welcome back everyone to season four of the kelly mental health podcast located in thunder bay ontario Throughout this season, CEO Linda Kelly will be chatting with people from many walks of life across the world about a variety of mental health and wellness topics. Please keep in mind that this is not a substitution for counseling. If you would like to talk to a licensed therapist, please visit us at www.kellymentalhealth.com. All right, welcome back everyone to season four, episode six of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. We, yeah, we have uh, the incredible Linda Kelly uh, with us uh, as per usual today and we also have uh, her little guest as you can see, she's just chilling out with us.
0: Yeah. She was yelling um, at me so I, I can't put her down.
1: Yeah, so So we're all hanging out today. Um, but we also have a very special guest, uh, Kristen Artson. She is a registered social worker and also a master's in social work, um, mm-hmm. who recently joined the KMH team here in Thunder Bay. So we're very excited to introduce you to Kristen and discuss the variety of skills that she brings to KMH. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Kristen. Thanks. I'm so glad
2: to be here. I've really been uh, happy to join the team
1: it's been busy i i i hear i work from home so i uh we have like a like a little chat so we all kind of talk every day but i've been mm-hmm. hearing um that it's extremely extremely busy for all you guys right now so yeah
2: <laughs> yes people are reaching out more and uh it's been it's been interesting for me too because of the pandemic i was working remotely for most of a year and now getting back to seeing people in person In the office, it's been it's been a little bit of a uh, an adjustment to feel like oh it is okay to be around other people (laughs) again.
1: We we talked about that a few episodes ago, saying about how you know once things start opening up again and we start kind of you know somewhat kind of getting back into like a norm some. Type of normality. It just feels <laughs> weird,
2: though. Like all of us are kind of like, "Oh, I don't know." And I'm, I'm very weary about it. <laughs> yeah, like it. It was even kind of difficult sometimes to watch television because you were like, "Look at all those people being close together inside, without a mask. <laughs> it's very weird." Yeah. yeah, all those
0: sports games that are cropping up right now. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, all these stadiums okay. completely open
1: the the Habs game last night with uh uh, like against Las Vegas Vegas. I like my aunt and I were watching it and I was like what is happening right now like there was it was filled and no one was wearing masks and I was like this is the strangest thing I was so upset I couldn't watch the game I was
0: like
2: I'm just not okay I
0: know I was at I was at Superstore this morning and and I get up to the cashier and there's someone ahead of me and we kind of lock eyes we're looking at each other and I go do you, should I unload or should I wait? Do you, are you do you are you still supposed to wash the belt? Cause I got yelled at yeah. before. I got yelled I always at. Always ask right.
1: now. I actually always ask now, like, cause I always like yeah, if there's like a huge like gap, I'm like, well, I'm just going to ask. So I asked them if they have any issues with me loading up my groceries on there. And most people, I haven't had any no's yet. So most people are like, yeah, no, go ahead. So I'm like, okay. And I still keep my distance. Like, so, but it's just still, it's, it doesn't feel real that things are opening. Like a friend asked me to go have, have um, like patio food and drinks tonight. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that yet.
2: Is that against the rules still? I feel like it's still against the
1: rules. I know. I just got my second vaccine today. So you think, I know it's, it's, you still have to be cautious and everything like that. I still plan to, but I just still feel I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that.
2: <laughs> it a little overwhelming for sure. Mm, exactly.
1: So Kristen, so you're new to Thunder Bay. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that. So where did you kind yeah. of come from and what brought you to Thunder Bay?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, uh, I've traveled a bit far. I came from the States and I lived in Portland, Oregon and the West coast. And so, um, my family and I had been talking for a while about, um, wanting to, like, move out of Portland, wanting to, like, find some other opportunities, um, maybe move to another country, we thought about, like, Europe and Australia and and Canada, Um, and then we really settled on, like, uh, and this has been a process for several, like, years of conversation, but uh, the pandemic kind of like moved up our timeline, uh, mm-hmm. and just watching the way the, the States responded to the pandemic versus how Canada has, as well as just, um, just a lot of things like that. So, so yeah, we decided Canada fits because my husband would die if he was hot. And so we can't go <laughs> to anything near the equator. And he's like, he's tickled to death. He's like, it's going to be below freezing for like six months. It's going to be amazing. yeah and so um so yeah so I started applying for jobs in um around September last year and then uh was lucky enough that uh Kelly Mental Health gave me a chance and because I'm an essential worker I was able to come into Canada and quarantine and then uh starting in May here at Kelly Mental Health so Mm
0: -hmm. It's very unusual for us in Thunder Bay to have people wanting to come here. So yeah, I, you know, when people apply, you know, it's usually like a joke.
2: Yeah, a lot of people have been like, wait, you chose to come here? Yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and and part of it is that um with my family, we've always talked about like we wanted to be in a smaller place. Living in the city wasn't necessarily our our urgency um I mean we definitely looked at places like Ottawa and um even in like Montreal like but since I don't speak French I can't go there um uh but then um when we saw this was an opportunity we started looking around and we're like hey it's kind of like it's not too big not too small a little background my husband and I met while we were in college in a little town called Bellingham which is just about an hour south of Vancouver BC and this town of Thunder Bay remind us very much of what it was like when we were going to college. Small college town, uh, lots of outdoor stuff to do. Uh, people are like really nice. And yeah, so it was kind of like, yeah, we, we don't need a big city. We're not partiers. We're not, you know, we like to go out into the woods. We like to go camping. We like to go hiking and swimming and fishing. And so we just like look around and we're like, this is, this is working out too well and it's too nice. It's just... <laughs> like there's no bad sides like, knock on wood knock on wood. Like, knock on wood yes yeah my husband's like I drive on the road and I'm not like uh wanting to like go into road rage all the time it's really great what
1: really <laughs> yeah I was gonna say what
2: <laughs> it's we we don't want to break anything anymore. I know it yeah, and it's, it's funny because then I'll hear people like oh there's this is very like you know it's, it's not what it used to be and I'm like man this is a lot better than I was used to so
1: Wow. Maybe it was really bad
2: where
1: it was. that's good. I'm glad that's that crazy. I'm glad that you guys kind of checked off some boxes and, and it got you here yeah. because you joined uh, you joined the awesome team at KMH and, yeah. and we love having you and it's just been really nice. It's just it feels like you've worked with us for so long. I, yeah, I was talking to our manager so about <laughs> that and like everyone said that everyone just feels that you've just been here for so long. So it's so nice to to finally I, connect with you. I don't really get to see a lot of people.
2: <laughs> right, I know. Like the pandemic and like working at a distance it makes
1: it yes yeah exactly I get too distracted though Linda knows I get way too distracted when I'm like around a million people yeah (laughs) I just yeah it's just this is this works well (laughs) I get lots of stuff done
0: (laughs) this is actually Cassandra's socializing hour
1: yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) I used to be the most like social person and now I just like I went backwards and now I'm just like just They're hang like out evil. and do my own Ew. yeah it's funny I had I was going through a phase actually we did an episode about me um I was having trouble and a lot of people were at that point in time physically leaving their houses I started having yeah. um panic attacks and all that and sure. I'm, I'm proud to say that I don't have that anymore I don't hey. get anxious um I've been really like um I started journaling again so I've been working through a lot of that myself and so um mm-hmm. but yeah that's been helping me out uh, quite a bit and so I'm, I'm good at that. I'm okay. I moved too. So I think that was.
0: That's a big pressure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As you know, yeah. Moving in a pandemic is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. It's very, very peculiar. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's an interesting time. So, but uh, yeah, things are good. Things are good. So we kind of wanted to talk about because you have so you have so many specialties and, you know, we never want to just focus on one, but something that we kind of wanted to talk today about is, you know, children and teen uh, development yeah. and obviously kind of discuss, you know, through through a pandemic because things have changed. I've seen tons of articles yeah. that this is kind of, um, you know, put a halt on on things um in their minds and stuff like that. So, Linda, you you've even discussed with your son about how things have changed drastically from when you were younger, at, like at, like at his age that he is now. And so, I kind of thought it would be a good opportunity just to discuss to see if there's anyone that we could help that are um, you know facing these like obstacles with their kids and their teens. Um, so, have you had any situations like clients that have come in
2: and they, like is this something that has come to your attention basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, I've had, I've had a definitely, uh, an increase in teens or parents of teens reaching out and being distressed and really concerned about drastic changes in personality. A big thing that, that I hear from teenagers were things about really missing friends, struggling with their desire for uh socializing versus their parents level of comfort with the pandemic um their struggles a lot of them with what it's like to do school online which Mm -hmm. is like a very different system than going to in-person school so like um and then the um feelings of loss around like losing friendships just anyway and and so there's so for teens, it's a lot of times that like they are uber connected through their phones, mm-hmm. but yet they're also really isolated at the same time. So that it, that's um, been a bit it's been a big thing for um, watching teenagers and parents go through a lot, this process. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. The social your... development is is really yeah, getting yeah. constricted because you can. Mm-hmm you have to infer so much about tone and text and on you know uh, social right. media but you know it's such a big deal for our developing brains as teenagers to be in you know within a c- certain distance of people to pick up on their body language to put things together and they're missing all of that
2: right and so much of how teenagers communicate and interpret the world is through an emotional lens because of the way their brains are and their puberty and everything and so um, they're missing a lot of data essentially when they're not seeing people in person to uh, make sense of and comprehend the world and what other people are thinking and feeling developing that empathy um, there's just like you know there's a lot of holes in in their information It's
1: crazy. I I can't even, I think I try to put myself in, in their shoes and I can't like, I honestly, I couldn't imagine even going through high school right now and trying to go through all these difficulties and, you know, going, having to work uh, from home and because I am a hands-on learner. So having to go through that and, you know, I drove, Mm -hmm. I was driving, was it yesterday or the day before? Must have been yesterday. I was driving. Uh, past Westgate and I saw a few um, you know younger kids and I guess they had just graduated and so they had their gowns on and they were all socially distanced and I was like oh my god it was so sweet to see but at the same time I I, my heart kind of felt for them because I was like wow like I remember my graduation and it was just like it was an incredible time and there were so many friends and family around and so I see this and it was it was kind of sad it was like bittersweet in a sense and so I just couldn't even imagine that like they're kind of getting robbed of that you know, mm-hmm. like that that big celebration and it's just hard. And I think at this point in time, I mean, we've seen even salons open up when they shouldn't have. And with then we mm-hmm. heard them getting fined and all this stuff. So I think a lot yeah. of those those teenagers right now are probably going through like a rebellious stage in a sense too, because they're like it's like they're living sure. like we're living, I call it what the heck was it? Um What's that movie Footloose, we're uh, I'm like we're living in like the Footloose times. Like you can't Forget. dance, you can't do anything. You know what I mean?
2: Like I dance in the shower. That's like the closest thing I like, do now. There you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think it's just it's just a crazy time that they're going through. So I I put myself in their shoes and I'm like I would be acting out so so much like there wouldn't even be an option for me not to like I would my mother would not have been able to have it <laughs> right
0: personally I would I would be fine not having my grad especially with how rampant social media is now because you just don't want anything that happens those nights going online <laughs> I yeah, have a lot that's... of embarrassing years to live down I'm glad it's not advertised <laughs> oh, yeah we were all dumb teenagers weren't we <laughs> yeah but
2: that's I what, what have that's my what moment like- yeah yeah well, and the the teenage brain is is literally different than an adult brain um like I'm really fascinated with the way that the human body and the brain and like personality develop over time and like like around the time when puberty starts, teenagers go through this whole thing uh the the technical term is synaptogenesis, but basically it means that you're like your brain builds a bunch of freeways between all the neurons and like you're thinking a bunch of things um but you're not really efficient about it. So you're like, wow, lots of oh information, not good at filtering. Yeah. And then, you know, as you get to be like 14, 15, your brain kind of like specializes, cuts out the extra roads, and then you can like start going from there. But on top of that, like this part of your brain up here is like where all you're like, oh, forward thinking, processing, logical. It doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Oh, wow. And so like, that's why, teenagers literally cannot think about consequences <laughs> like they, they, really don't, they don't have the, the hardware to do it
0: yeah that's actually yeah, really so. fascinating I had no idea wait yes. so when you're saying you're saying that every time my parents used to say what were you thinking and I would be like I oh, don't know you're that, like it was, was actually it? true I really didn't know yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's true yeah like like um like we like they're thinking and like some teenagers are like sharper than others but they're still like uh there's a lot of chaos going on and like a lot of uh like i said teenagers are more apt to think from an emotional brain than they are from a logical brain mm-hmm. part of the logical brain is not available um but because yeah they're like they're feeling everything like that's why uh a lot of teenagers feel like like i'm always under a spotlight and everybody's looking at me mm-hmm. with uh online school that that kind of is true too because like oh i can always see myself on the zoom and like everybody else is looking at me too
1: that is so, that is so interesting. I actually had no idea. Now I'm yeah. like rethinking really
0: my entire team. <laughs> yeah. well, well, realistically though, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think of this in terms of young children as well. Sometimes okay. I, I get a little snappy with my husband because he's, he talks to my son. He gets really mad at him when he does dumb things. And I said, he's been on this earth for 11 years. He literally does not know what the consequences. He has no emotional memory tied to making this mistake you know, go send him out there with the scissors to cut the grass that he missed. I mean, he doesn't know yet. He doesn't understand that if he leaves, you know, well, I mean, now he'll make sure the stove is off, but before he didn't know what would happen if he accidentally left an element on.
2: It reminds me of when my my kiddo was two and he wanted to warm up his tortilla in the microwave because he likes the warm. So he stuck it in there. And I think he hit something like two or three minutes. And then like, you know, amazingly, uh, microwaves will burn things. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, we found out that most microwaves have some sort of setting that you can push to turn off the buttons so that your children cannot get into those.
0: I heard so, that some even have a mute button, and I can't figure out how to do this. How oh, because does the
2: beeping drive you crazy? Oh. Yeah,
0: that's why you always pull it open at one minute or one second. and you. Yeah, me it. too. I do that too. Anyway, anyway
1: yeah we all yeah. I love I love our podcast we
2: get we get <laughs> so sidetracked to talk about microwaves right now <laughs> and you're and you're like maybe I've got sensory processing issues mm-hmm. okay That's if you them.
0: if you go to Safeway at seven o'clock at night and they've got half the lights dimmed and all the music is off and no one's talking to anybody it's so <gasps> nice. and then like- they turned the lights on when the hour was over and I'm like
2: yeah
1: I, mean, <laughs> I used to love i didn't know why they were doing that for like the longest time and then i finally read they had like a good big, a big sheet of paper and like a big notice and i'm like oh my god this is so cool so like, i actually really enjoyed shopping at safely when that was happening mm. i don't they still do i started going like going to the superstore. it's too much there but i just oh. yeah yeah i just know where, where everything is i'm 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 a creature of habit so like i like going and just knowing where things oh, are yeah. and so yeah
2: don't you hate it when they remodel your favorite grocery store and you're like i can't find anything why did you mess with it it was perfect change yeah. is yeah. i like
1: change but i just yeah it's
2: but not for there me. like at my grocery, my store, grocery
1: store. store but just because yeah. <laughs> i just want to get the heck out of there you know i'm like i was in a rush and i'm like still kind of anxious and so i'm like mm-hmm. oh, don't
0: remodel things yeah don't
1: yeah. Do don't,
0: don't go to canadian tire right now just don't yeah, no. yeah. Okay. i
1: haven't gone out like everyone i was so <laughs> busy like when everything opened up or slowly started opening up on Friday, and it was so busy. And, um, I just refused. I, I don't
2: want to, No, I refuse it. Yeah. Like, I'll just stay home till like Sunday evening.
0: Yeah. They'll yeah. line up around the building down the dark alley around winters.
2: <laughs> oh, I saw Pretty
0: pictures. <laughs> uh, but You'll Kristen wrong.
1: Like, yeah. I love yeah. that, but I couldn't, I couldn't sit there in a line, but it's not
0: sorry. worth it. No, yeah. I will. You know, speaking of which Kristen, um,
1: yeah.
0: children and teens with sensory issues, yeah yeah talk about that a little bit with the the impact of the pandemic
2: yeah I think that um honestly um so in the states like we went into lockdown first in like March April May for a little while and school's closed and my sensory processing kids were happy they were like we don't have to go to school and figure out how to manage and do all this homework we don't understand and we're like life is good now like, cause like, oh, my, my ADHD and sensory processing kids are always like loving summer because they don't have that pressure of like, I've got to do this thing. I don't know how to do this assignment. I've been putting it off and now I feel bad. And like this whole cycle that they go through a lot of them uh, because I notice a lot of my sensory processing and ADHD and autism spectrum kiddos, they get a sprinkling of, of uh, anxiety. Like that Venn diagram really overlaps a lot. Um, and so, um, because they are, and I like to think about it too, is like with ADD and ADHD, I think about it as too much information without a good filter. So it's not like there's a deficit in information. It's a deficit in like categorizing and like managing the information. So that's part of what makes it so difficult for our kiddos, um, is that they're like, oh, I've got all this stuff going on in my head and there's so much noise. I can't like be here with you right now. Um, so yeah, so initially when the pandemic started, uh, my kiddos were doing better, but then that wave of anxiety and that stress came back and they, you know, missing friends, uh, connections, um, missing the data of like being around other people and like, you know, um, getting that sensory information from other people. Um, it definitely got harder. And then when school started back up in the fall, um, all online in the states, it was really hard for a lot of kids. They 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 could not sit still for six or eight hours and do homework and like figure it out themselves and pay attention and, and attend to what was being told to them. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't ideal. It wasn't a good setup for a lot of kids.
0: Yeah, I I have noticed the same with. Um... The, especially those with ADHD, myself included, that we've just been thriving. <laughs> You're
2: like, this is um, great. I yeah. can structure everything the way I want to. Well, it, like a little structure.
0: Well, but <laughs> it's just, you know, even thinking about the mental energy that it takes to even decide what clothes to wear when nothing feels good. Taking that all out of the picture. Yeah. Or or okay, is this the day that I wash my hair or do I wait for can I wait a little bit? You know, even all of those things, it takes away from your mental energy, and then you have less left over for organization and categorizing and prioritizing.
2: Yeah, that's so what it's true. Um I uh I noticed that too for a lot of teens, um there's a lot of like processor you're not like a lot of teens have their uh, identity wrapped up in the idea of being a good student. And what it means to be a good student is different when you're doing online school in a pandemic than it does mean when you're in a classroom. And so um, a lot of the conversations I'm having with teens and parents is like, okay, so maybe we need to step back and rewrite the rules of what it means to do a good job in this circumstance. What of uh, of when we don't have the tools and resources to function at a level what we might normally. Um, so maybe it's going to be like, you are gonna do a half-ass job on something and that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We have to rethink our expectations a little bit otherwise yeah. because the world has changed, right?
2: Right, right. And, and, and giving ourselves permission that it's not uh, letting go of standards altogether but it's saying like, are these standards uh, attainable and sustainable, or do we need to like say, okay, given the circumstances we're in, we're doing the best we can.
0: Yeah, well, I had a conversation with uh, you know another parent, but actually, um, Anne, from one of the last podcast episodes. And one of yeah. her biggest troubles was just all this pressure she put on herself to keep the kids going, keep them at that level that yeah. they were at. And she was just heartbroken to watch them start to slip and i just i kept trying to tell her you know you you have to relax you have to adjust your expectations but you know there's that sense of identity for her as well as a parent right,
2: right. you know oh, what yeah.
0: i'm responsible for what happens to my kids
2: right like i stop being a good parent when my kid is failing right and are they failing i mean like that's the thing we have to ask ourselves like is this failure or is this like doing okay in the circumstances um I think that uh, another thing that comes up is is um, uh, just giving ourselves permission that uh, maybe the standards of like keeping up really don't mean anything because what are we keeping up with? Like, are we falling behind or keeping up with some standard that doesn't really exist anyway? And maybe that's part of why we were so stressed even before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to say like, are we keeping up with our, and ourselves? Are we doing enough for ourselves? And like, am I doing a little better yesterday than I did today? Uh, sorry, other way around. <laughs> um, like making improvements against our own measurements, like the race against ourselves to become better people day by day and doing our best and whatever the best might look like day to day can shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always try to encourage people to like, Progress is not linear, it goes up and down, but you have to like look over time and say, you know, six months ago, where was I at? And where am I now? And, you know, if I'm a little bit better or maybe even like staying steady, at least, you know, I'm doing, I'm I'm taking steps to take care of myself.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's that's a really, really important skill, I think, to develop. And something that is a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit sad or depressing to share is that, Mm When you're in school and you're, you're a kid, you you have usually parents or guardians or or school itself to give you structure to teach right. you this is how to be and this mm-hmm. is how to meet the expectations. Mm-hmm. When you become an adult. Maybe you might have some of that at your job, but you don't have that, how to meet the criteria to get an A plus in home life. And then if you do like me and you open a business, you have even less, you have no goalposts. You, right. you know, you got these books telling you to be a millionaire overnight and work 24 seven. And then you've got the other books saying, if you work more than four hours a week, you're cool. You know, there's no goalposts. So that skill to be able to adjust and to mm-hmm. understand and to rate yourself based on what's important to you—that's huge,
2: right? Yeah, l- learning that skill set—I I, don't—I don't think that um, we always do a good job for by our teenagers of teaching that intrinsic motivation and teaching that ability to assess what's important to us versus what, like, the rules say. Um, I, I think about it a lot. as like, there's a very laid-out structure that people go through, like like you go to elementary school and you go to high school and then you go to university and then like you get a job and then you get a family and you have some kids and then but then it kind of like it gets more vague as you go along you're like well um uh, guess what? So even like my, like. <laughs> even my early 20 somethings uh when I talk to them they're like well I don't know what I should do and I'm like well what do you want to do and they're like I don't know nobody told me what I'm supposed to do so I'm like Apparently, when you're an adult, there's no wrong answers. Just figure out what you want to do and go, go that direction. You just wing it. <laughs> I'm like, I, oh, what I like to tell my 18-year-olds is like, okay, so you're a level one adult. You have no gear. You have no skill sets. You, you're you in a video game and you have like no abilities. You don't have any spells anything. So you have to just grind out the levels. You got to do the work and then become a level two adult and figure stuff out and eventually, you'll get there and you get some really cool loot on the way. But, you know, none of us know what we're doing. We're just kind of going through the motions.
0: In the so meantime, you, your health. You, get your health bar up there.
2: That's right. If you, know, like- you were my counselor
1: when I was 18, like, I wouldn't have died through <laughs> <laughs> this conversation. I would have been like, yeah, level two. Like, I I look at so cool. me. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so interesting, though. Like, I mean, even for myself, like, I always put so much pressure on myself and, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I, but I still do that. And oh, yeah. I don't want to say it's just social media because mm-hmm. I have a love and a hate for social media and but it's <laughs> my job, you know, so, right. but I do, I love Sorry. it. But no, <laughs> trust me, it's just, it's just the best thing in the world. Um, social media day is coming up and I cannot wait um, to talk a little bit more about that. And because there's so much positives when it comes to like to social, But with that being said, it's like, you're always seeing, you know, for myself, I'm 30, seeing, you know, these other 30 year olds, and I'm seeing their lives, and they're married, they have kids and all this stuff. And so it's like, I'm putting, I'm internalizing all that. And I'm I'm taking that, you know, I'm putting that, like that weight on my own shoulders. And so, you know, something that I did for myself is I started unfollowing people, like, and it was nothing against them. It was just something that I couldn't, I just needed to remove myself from and that's been kind of helping me a little bit more um but it's just it's hard like because even you know talking about structure and everything it's like where do you where do you find that at this age and like how what's right right, what's wrong exactly like what's good Mm -hmm. what's not good enough like you just you know like that's why I say I'm just winging it (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. it just must be so difficult for teens like in you know at their right at this stage in their lives you know going through the pandemic and then going through this and children and everything I just couldn't imagine
2: yeah yeah so I think I think it'll be really interesting over the next several years to see kind of like the shifts in society that come out of this like us as adults we can kind of like we can roll with it or not and teenagers kind of they're bouncy and flexible and so they can really adjust to it too, but I think there's gonna be some like interesting uh, waves of like societal change in maybe like 10 years mm-hmm. uh, to really see like, oh, that's what's gonna come out of this for our teenagers. Like the things that change about the world, the things they struggle with. I mean, it's gonna be really, I don't know, be fascinating to watch and go through it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, what do you find are the common issues that you see coming out of t- just seeing teens as a counselor, uh, Mm -hmm. what are they talking about mostly?
2: They're talking a lot about how much they uh, struggle with school, how much they feel so much guilt about late assignments, struggling to understand and feeling like it's their fault that they don't understand rather than the teaching structure not being effective for them to comprehend. Um, I'm hearing um, friendship fallout. Um, a lot of like, because of that, the missing information, like, uh, um, a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm going to add you and 15 other friends to this group chat and we're all going to talk. And then somehow somebody gets bullied and then somebody is having these mental health issues. And, um, so like, uh, the, the ebb and flow of like the rules and outcomes of friendships are really kind of, uh, more intense on a social media platform as well as. When that's the only way you can communicate with people,
1: um, they're, being, they're
2: being tested. All their friendships are being tested right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They're, they're already kind of like the structure of friendship is really fragile already as a teenager because mm-hmm. um, you're figuring yourself out. Your like, whole job as a teenager is to differentiate yourself from your parents and become an individual, but mm-hmm. also test out all sorts of different ways of being mm-hmm. in the world and like who you want to be. So, um, so it's it's like already precarious to be in that range and then um, to isolate our teens even more it's like i think that's that's making it really tough on them
0: mhm well you know i think I, i'm not alone in you know having been bullied and automatically thinking mm-hmm. that someone's messing with me all the time it just you know it goes back to i remember one time in in high school there was a a person that, a boy that i met and i liked him and so i said hey you know do you want to connect on msn messenger and he's like, sure. And he sends me a Yahoo email address. And my little suspicious brain said, oh, he's messing with me. He's making fun of me. Cause there's no way that doesn't work. You have to have an, a hotmail address. Well, I had not, I didn't know that Emma said had changed their rules. And so I got really <gasps> pissed at him and I'm like, okay, forget it then. And it was just such a simple Whatever. thing. Right. But it's like, you're trying to figure out who, you know, who you can be yourself mm-hmm. around, who you can trust, uh, you know. And, and right. realistically, some people do get bullied. So sometimes you can't trust. Right. You know, we've got kids today, and I, I, I have a. There was a seven-year-old I saw before that he told me someone told someone told him just to kill himself on Facebook. They posted it right on his wall. Oh my god. Yeah. And this is rampant. This happens all right. the time because people are separated through that keyboard.
2: Yeah, and like the kid who posted that to the seven-year-old didn't get the feedback loop of, of, of shock and like horror from the other person to say, oh, that's a bad thing to say. You yeah, really yeah. shouldn't say that to people. That's really hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like, oh, whatever, go kill yourself, go die in a fire, whatever. And it's like moved on. Um, I heard a really good um, saying yesterday. is like the, the ax forgets, but the tree remembers. And so it's very easy if you're the one cutting it has no effect on you, but it it creates an indelible effect on the person who it hurts. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really important that we, as adults, try to ma- model that for our kiddos, try to remind them. of the fact that sometimes people don't realize what they do to you and you still have mm-hmm. a right to your hurt, um, but try to contextualize it. Like, hmm, what are some alternative theories about why they did this thing might be um, so that we don't get stuck in that our uh, worst case scenario narrative is the only way that things can be interpreted.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly hear my son complaining sometimes. Oh, so-and-so kicked me out of the Zoom meeting. Like- I guess right. kids can sort of remove each other. And sometimes oh. it's deliberate, but sometimes it's just network issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so you see, this is like the new bullying here. Right. You're like, oh. that I muted you. It's so
1: weird. It's so weird that, like, that is their, like, form now, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think back to, like, even growing up, like, yeah, we had MSN and, like, that, that was fun, but, like, I never stayed inside the house. Like, I was rollerblading, I was biking, I was always outside with my friends. We were always, like, the house was not fun, like this was not a cool place to be, right? Like, yeah, you know, parents are there, that's cool. gross, yeah, yeah. So, like, we've you know, we wanted to be cool, and so I felt it's weird because, like, when I look at you know the past, it's like I don't think now I'm on just, like, like, I'm very honest and open about you know my anxiety and my depression and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I and I do give social media um benefits in a sense because it allows people to use that as, as an outlet. Whereas before, you know, mental health wasn't as talked about as much. I really do believe like we've even had clients come to Kelly mental health that ask us like, is it okay? Like after they're done counseling, ask us, is it okay if we post like a picture of us in the building, there's no one around, but like, we want to like spread the word that we were, you know, at Kelly mental health and blah, blah, blah. And of course we're like, yeah, you know, and so that kind of stuff, back in the day wasn't as popular you know what i mean like it was more of like a shame thing to go to therapy it was like you were weak and and i feel yeah so i feel like now i do kind of have to give a lot of respect to to our younger generation when it comes to that because a lot of them are talking about it and they're making it more Mm -hmm. of a thing it's turning into almost like it's it's turning into like a fab you know what i mean it's like oh cool like therapy which I know it's not the greatest thing, but it is in a sense, because more people are talking about it. And I think that that is something that's different. Like when I look at just, you know, even 10 years ago, it's just has changed a lot. So, Mm -hmm. and especially with this pandemic, now we have a lot of, you know, celebrities coming forth and saying that this has affected them. Like Ryan Reynolds, we love him. Everyone loves Ryan Reynolds. And so, yeah. So, you know, love, love, uh, you know, our Canadian actor and he came forward and, and he just talked about that. He opened up about, you know, his struggles with anxiety and all that stuff. And so it's crazy to see the times and how it's changed and, and the development of, you know, of, 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 I guess, the level of comfort that everyone's at yeah. to talk
2: about. It. And even us, we're sitting on a podcast and we're openly talking about right. it. Right. Yeah. Where it's, it's, like a, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I... I, you know, even for the fact that the pandemic has been so difficult, the the kids give me a lot of hope. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel a lot of hope for the younger generation, because like, they're, they're changing things like, like, um, they're, they're more mental health aware, they're more uh, pronoun LGBTQ aware, like the, the level of acceptance of like, uh, you don't have to be normal to be accepted yes. yeah you, you can agree. just be whomever you are and I like you for who you are yeah
1: they're they're starting some stuff they're starting some trends and uh I'm not I don't it's hard to keep up being, being I know, on social I cannot. media <laughs> holy man I like I live on it and uh it's it's a lot like I, I've moved in with my aunt now and so my aunt I'm always on my phone and she's like are, like are you okay I'm like oh look at this and I'm like showing her stuff and she's like wow like it's just mm-hmm. a lot so I think I think I've overwhelmed her brain with all the amount of stuff I've shown She's her. like I have a lot to process here. Yeah, there's just so much going on.
2: Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, it really
0: is. And even what you're talking about too, with that acceptance and that not not tolerance, because tolerance, mm-hmm. you know, it it 1st like, invers- up with
2: you, but I don't like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really a lot more acceptance and sort of a increased insight awareness that people don't just fit in boxes but i think all of those phenomenons and how quickly they're rolling out like do this don't do this do this don't do this it's a it's bloody exhausting for us adults but then for the teens a lot of teens that are still finding their identity going through themselves have close personal connections with people who are going through this Mm -hmm. it's kind of another way of creating that criteria remember for success because uh-huh. yeah. the more accepting we can be, well, then the more I I fit in this society,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for
0: sure.
1: Times yeah. are changing. So, Times are changing. changing. It's a. I mean, I'm hoping, I and mean, I'm and I'm hopeful that we're gonna keep going down this like this path. And I, I remember, you know, even at the beginning, we we make lots of jokes and like we say like, oh, like it's not our generation stuff. But now I'm like. It's not, it's not, but like I'm, I'm getting into it and you know, it's just, but you're right. It is exhausting. There's a lot of
0: stuff going on. I can't, I can't keep up with it. Like my brain is only so big and
2: Mm -hmm. it's a lot,
0: you know, and it is. And I, I, I think it's really important for us to learn how to, without rejecting this stuff, Mm -hmm. to be able to put it on the shelf a little bit, to give ourselves and other people permission to just go, you know what? I can't right now. Like there was this post that came up on social media, uh, uh, you know, very, very much of an activist person that I, you know, see from time to time. And what was it? It said, don't say the word LGBTQ too, because that's silencing us. Say the words, lesbian. say the words gay. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> like, I, can't. I only have is.
2: 140 characters on my, on my Twitter. So I'm, doing the best yeah. I can, right? I'm just I'm, like,
0: I lo- I can't uh, just, no, I, and then the more, I, oh, and another one too was um, kind of shooting down, you know how sometimes people will say, oh, free hugs for anyone yeah. who was rejected mm-hmm. by their parents. And it's supposed to be like a sweet little thing. Well, it right. was a total and complete rejection of that. It's like, you sh- that's cheap. It's fake. It's this, it's that, you know, LGBTQ people, they need support they need actual like tangible help me find housing when my parents throw me out Help, you know and I was at first I was like okay I can't right now I can't take this on and think about but after a while I had some time and okay you know what that makes perfect sense what good is a I'm going to stand here and give free hugs to people versus let's stop you know discrimination right right
1: I think yeah. that's something that we also have to remember is that like there because there is so much going on that exactly how you said, like, I can't right now. And we've noticed it on social media. We've noticed the trends. I can physically, literally tell when someone is on social, like our, our followers are like, I can't right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and, no yeah, yeah, and you know what? And that's fine. I even have days like that. We all do. And so it's, it's acceptable. I think we're still... I think we, because we were in such, you know, that hypervigilant state for so long, and I think right. that we're slowly coming out of it, and I, obviously, we're still in it, but I think now, I think our bodies and, and our, we're just mentally and physically drained, and so it's okay, like, that's why you'll see, like, a certain times of the day, like, I'll put on, like, a nice, like, light-hearted quote and stuff just to get people by, and, yeah. you know, so sometimes, like, our brains just don't want to think, and I think that you know it's you're allowed and you need to give yourself people need to give yourself permission to say i can't handle that right now my mm-hmm. brain is just over overworked overwhelmed and i just need to take a day and you know and just do something that makes me happy and you know like when i feel like that i just turn myself off and i just mm-hmm. do my design so i just kind of get lost in that so mm-hmm. it's just Physically giving yourself permission that's the hardest thing because I wasn't doing right. that for the longest but time.
0: You're right, and even for teens, right? Because they're so yeah. socially, um, d- like the social world yeah. is so important in terms of their identity and their value, right? right? How yeah. could a teen especially even myself as a teen, how could they shut that off? How could they mm-hmm. ever give themselves permission to be like, you know what? Fear I can't take out. on your trauma.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that fear of missing out and even like helping a friend or right. even, you know, missing, missing, you know, that conversation online. So mm-hmm. what what would you recommend, I guess, say if there, there mm-hmm. are, you know, children and teens that are kind of struggling, parents, and, parents are noticing, yeah. um, you know, they're just overwhelmed and stuff. So what are some things that you would recommend, uh, Kristen, um, to them?
2: Well, I encourage... I like to really encourage my teens that they don't have to figure it out all themselves. Mm -hmm. And there are many things to be uh, passionate about, but you don't have to sacrifice yourself on every hill. It's okay to choose what's important to you, what you can handle. Um, Like if you have friends that you wanna talk to, I I encourage the teens to check in. And I say to my teens, uh, say the quiet part loud. So you're like, If you're like, hey, I'm feeling kind of stressed. I don't know if I can handle that right now. Or like, hey, I really need to unload. Can I? Are you in a good place to do that right now? Um, And and as a skill set to to be good. Uh, caretakers for ourselves and our friends is and well it's it's a good adult skill too but um, but teens can really like a lot of teens that I talk with they'll be like oh my friend told me this really heavy thing and then I didn't know what to do with it and I tried to fix it and I couldn't sleep and I spent days up a night and then my parents took away my phone and then I, I felt really bad because I'm like, oh no, my friend's gonna commit suicide because I can't talk to them. And I'm like, hey, so that's a time when you don't have to figure it out all yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when you so gotta heavy. like involve some other people, yeah. <laughs> adult type people. <laughs> um so heavy. Wow. Yeah. And because the phone is that connection, you're like, hey, this is my this is my connection to the entire world. It really is like losing a limb for teenagers mm-hmm. when you're like, hey, I'm gonna take your phone away because you broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's uh, important for us as parents and adults to get curious and ask, okay, so why are you spending time on your phone until 2 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is not healthy for you. My inclination is to take your phone away. Can you explain to me why why this is important? Maybe we can figure out some other alternative. Um, So yeah, I think it it forces us as parents to get more creative too, to make sure we're not just be like black and white, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you go beyond this line, you get punished and you're like, okay, well that gives us no nuance in the world. And I think there's a lot of nuance in the world. It really is.
0: Yeah, -hmm. I appreciate that. That being said, Mm because there is a value to the phone. It's not valueless. Mm -hmm. No, yeah,
2: it's a tool. It's a double-edged sword. I hate it.
1: I turn off my notifications now like I forget to turn them on because that's how like, I, ha- I have to yeah. otherwise I don't function like yeah. I just I can't I, I'm glued to it like I like it but it's just yeah it's bad can do scroll a little too much <laughs> yeah I'm down though I keep getting like 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 the weekly uh, like reports or whatever so I'm mm. down 40% Ooh. I keep getting more yeah I'm doing good it's just the notifications once I like I don't go to my phone unless I have to like look up something like Google is still, I keep going to that.
0: Oh, place. you don't get the screen time notifications or, no, or do you I get, turn, you look at your screen time notifications?
1: Um, no. So I like the, like, you know, like the weekly screen time yeah. time I can send you. Yeah. So I get that oh. once a week. Oh, so like I I'll shut turn that it off little see. <laughs> I, but be, I'm, I'm doing like a weird, like scientific experiment on myself to see like what, like if i turn off certain notifications am i like lose am i staying away from my phone more so when i turn off snapchat messenger facebook and all that and my work i stay off my phone longer so like i get more you know what i mean so i know yeah,
2: productive here. time
1: yeah yes like yeah but i'm also very productive like i'm up at five o'clock in the morning and i'm very productive in the morning when no one's like no
0: one's up and talking to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> once nine o'clock hits and everyone starts to, everyone's up and then I get messages I'm like oh no so I go downhill
0: No, <laughs> 100 I get that I I get the most work done when everyone's gone home yeah mm-hmm.
1: I love working early in the morning and again then I'm done early and then I'm like this is a great day
2: so, it's, <laughs> it's good. Um, so um one last thing that I that I hear a lot from teens uh yeah. is and parents is that uh just a lack of understanding of like oh my kid used to be this way and now they're they're withdrawn and they're staying up till 2am and they're doing all those things. So um, a lot of psychoeducation about what's normal teen behavior is, is really been helpful in like calming down those anxieties and fears for teens and parents. And it's like, you know, the thing is, it's like when you're going through puberty and your body's changing is like your body suddenly decides you don't need to sleep until like the middle of the night. And that's normal. It's just like a thing our bodies do. And you're like, that's, like, and like withdrawing and becoming an individual, like, like all of that's normal teen stuff. You're like, if it becomes significant and starts interfering with your ability to function, that's Mm -hmm. when we get concerned, but you know what, teens are going to do those things and that's okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a really important thing. There's so much that we kind of read into a little bit too much with our kids and our teens, you know, and I think a good 60, 70% of it is just our fear of what if it's not what's happening. It's where's this going? What kind of a lazy kid am I raising? or, you know, some kind of delinquent that's up all night and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not really what's happening so much as where's it going to lead.
2: Right. Right.
0: But the more we fight these things, often the worse they get.
2: Yeah. And then I, you know, just slowing things down, getting curious, asking questions rather than assuming Mm -hmm. like, I think that's just a good life skill. Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to get complacent when we're like oh I know my kid like and suddenly they're like I know why I know why my kid's doing that and my kid will be like no I'm not don't Mm -hmm. assume about me I'm like, you're eight.
0: Why are you getting so sassy? Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of times it's not malicious, right? Just what you're saying is be curious about it. Don't assume that it's malicious or it's just specifically being rebellious. The other thing I think for parents, because I've often said this to parents is it's okay for you about your child to be like, I can't deal with this right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just let it go. Are are they safe? Are they okay? Okay generally, you know, if it's something sort of minor something that is not going to be a, a, a risk right away, then let it go for a bit. It's okay.
2: There's, there's a great value in parent timeout.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely not probably, I assume you're not a fan of parents that uh, take their kid's phone or laptop and then, you know, destroy it, shoot it, roll it o- or roll over it with the car. And oh, put it on No, I, I
2: think any kind <laughs> of like aggressive and violent intervention as, as discipline is actually like punitive. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are times as parents, we gotta like use our big voice and we gotta yell and we gotta like say, do it because I said so. And then we could talk afterward. But I think that like just enough to keep kids safe, just enough to get the job done, but don't take it beyond that. And mm-hmm. if we notice that we can't stop it like just enough, then we're like, I'm gonna tag out and come back to this. Um, like you know what, I'm so mad right now that I'm going to like set this down and walk away from you because I don't want to say mean things.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That respect within the relationship is so important both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I try to always, I've always tried to treat my child that like he's going to be a future adult. Yeah, right? that this is not a subordinate. This is someone I. It is my job to guide and and right. provide direction for, but. He's going to be a person and he's probably going to be in charge of my nursing home at some point. So it'd be nice. <laughs> <You really laughs> to build yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, right, you, so... want, you want to be able to articulate the why's not just be like, do it because I said so or over explain. You're like, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to give you a short amount of information because your small brains can't handle that much. And then we can like ask questions, but yeah. it's it's a constantly evolving project (laughs) so final thought linda
0: i totally over explain
2: (laughs) (laughs) like let's talk all day long about it i'll explain to the end of the world and my husband's like just go do it (laughs) right just like go and do the talking is done
0: (laughs) Um, final thoughts. Well, I mean, this is a complex issue and we, if we're lucky, we all get through adolescence unscathed. Mm -hmm. And so it is a time that we, we can't just skip over as, oh, you won't worry about this when you're an adult because it defines our lives and what they're going through right now. It's, it's big, it's different. And we never had to go through it. So we don't know what we're talking about. Right. No. So we have to be curious. We have to be kind. We have to try to connect. I think that's the biggest thing: is just maintain those connections, even if the situation is not ideal. Right. Oh,
1: I've got. I've got a little final thought, Yeah. Okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Linda. And uh, thank you, Kristen, so much for joining us today, because obviously, we truly do appreciate it. Thank you again to all of our listeners. Um, For free mental wellness resources. Yes, I said free. You can actually follow us on Instagram at Kelly Mental Health. Um, if you would like to book an appointment with Kristen or any of our very talented therapists, you can visit us, um, at our website at www.kellymentalhealth.com. And you can book your appointment actually online. If that doesn't uh, work and you want to talk to someone in person, you can call us area code 807-767-3888. So we will see you guys again next time. And again, thank you so much for listening. Bye guys. Did you know that standing with your hands on your hips, chest pushed out, and chin up like a superhero
0: is a good way to combat anxiety? And belly breathing a few minutes a day keeps us calmer so we can think clearly?
2: Or what about
1: using the win method with someone you love to make sure your needs are met?
2: With online sessions You can learn skills like this with the therapists at Kelly Mental Health.
0: It's going to be okay. We can help. To find out more, visit us at kellymentalhealth.com.